Welcome to Getting Started with TikTok. Today, we are going to be talking about what should we do to get some traction on TikTok. My name is Paola Mendez and I am the founder of the Blogger Union. For those of you who are not familiar with the Blogger Union, we are a network of blogger communities dedicated to growing our members' brands and incomes through meetups, workshops, and brand collaborations. If you'd like to become a member, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to thebloggerunion.com and click register. It's free. And you'll receive email notifications for local events, uh, webinars just like this one, and brand collabs. And finally, my blog is Coral Gables Love if you'd like to check that out. Our speaker today is Shari Medini. She runs the blog adorethemparenting.com. And you can follow her on uh, IG on Shari Medini. Also, she is the co-writer for a book on uh, parenting. Welcome, Shari. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm we excited are... to chat about this. <laughs> so are we. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get started, would you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So Sherry Medini, I live here in Pennsylvania. I have two boys. They are eight and 10 years old and a husband. I have been working from home for over a decade and working in this weird, you know, digital blogging, social media space. Um, I used to do a lot of freelance work for other companies. And four years ago, Carissa and I launched Adore Them Parenting, and I was able to shift my focus full time into our website and now our book and hopefully more books to come. Um, and I just, I love experimenting and, and testing out all of these new platforms that pop up, you know, some pop up and disappear and other ones kind of continue to build traction. So I think for a while now, um, I've been a little sick of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I think we're all just kind of tired of it. We're tired. I spend so much time and energy without the payoff. And TikTok has been the first thing in a while where it feels like the time and energy I put into it is being rewarded, um, which is why I want to spread the word and <laughs> encourage more people to, to give it a go. Okay, that's uh, wonderful. And that kind of answers my first question, which was why TikTok? Why should we invest our time on TikTok? Do you have any other insight into that? So it really, it does have more potential right now, I feel like, strictly because people are spending a lot of time there. Um, and that was what I was noticing as a user that when I first downloaded it, I had no intention of posting necessarily, but I was finding myself, I, you know, we, I have all the subscriptions, we have Netflix and prime and like whatever. And I would sit down at the end of the night. And instead of turning on one of those, I would scroll through TikTok for an hour, two hours. And I was enjoying it more than I had enjoyed another platform in a long time that there was a lot of positivity. It was fun. It made me smile. It made me laugh out loud. And I was like, that was when I realized that there was so much potential there that I do really, 
since I'm my own target audience, you know, I'm a mom, <laughs> I write about parenting, that I was like, if I'm spending a lot of time here, my guess is that other people are too. And if they're not yet, they're going to be. Um, and I really started to see a shift where, you know, TikTok aged up, where it wasn't just, you know, kids posting dance videos. I was being delivered videos that were informational, that were helpful, that were tips. And, um, you know, it, it, the content aged up, which means that there's a lot of potential for stuff that we're already doing. And I think as a blogger, we have that unique ability to translate so much of what we've already written about into these small, like easier to digest videos. And that's been really fun for me too, that like looking through what was a piece of content that I really loved creating, but that didn't catch the traction that I thought it deserved. And then taking that concept and doing a TikTok about it, you know, and seeing if like I could give it new life again. Um, so I just, I, I think since people are spending so, so much time on the app, it, it'd be crazy not to try it. Absolutely. Um, definitely it's worth a try, right? But I feel like a lot of our members are downloading TikTok and they are scrolling through the content and there's this overwhelm about what should I post? <laughs> I'm not sure how to even get started. So do you have any advice in terms of what should we post? What kind of content we should be creating? Yeah, that first step is what I would highly recommend at first is consuming a lot. Um, really trying to figure out what are other people doing that are similar to what you might want to do? So I know it can feel really daunting. I spent a lot of time in the beginning, um, almost training the algorithm where like you can hold down on a video and then tap not interested. Or if I liked something, I made sure that I was commenting and actually, you know, liking that video so that I was seeing more and more of what I was actually interested in. I have a fly buzzing around my head. Um, so. I would do that. But the other thing you can do, if you want to kind of jumpstart that a little bit more is going to the hashtags and looking up relevant hashtags and really consuming what people are posting about in your niche. So if you um, are doing like a baking blog or a cooking blog or meal planning, like looking up those hashtags and seeing how are people doing this? Because it is really important that you're creating fresh content. The idea doesn't have to be fresh. Um, it could have been something you wrote about before, but the way that you produce it and create that video has to be in line with what people are used to seeing on TikTok. Because the way the, the app is set up, it's so easy to just scroll past your video that within two seconds, if somebody thinks, oh yeah, this isn't, they don't know what they're doing on TikTok, they're going to scroll past it and you missed that opportunity. So really trying to consume and get a feel for um, how people are creating those videos, but it's going to inspire you. Like being able to consume that and see what other people are talking about is going to immediately inspire your ideas. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So you definitely want to make sure what is, uh, what is already on TikTok and also uh create content so that you don't look like an outsider and i think that's a great advice in terms of like really get to know the platform and what people are doing so that when you create your content it it like 
it seamlessly fits in with what other people are creating. So that sounds great. But maybe if you could please tell us a little more specifics about things that we should be including in our content. Like we're obviously going to do our homework and figure, you know, consume content, get a little bit feel about um, the platform. But uh, as a pro that you are, grew <laughs> your, your platform so quickly. Um, maybe you can give us some tips because, uh, for example, what are some ways we can grab people's attention quickly? What are the different, what's the anatomy of a TikTok? Yeah. So one of the biggest elements, I mean, what, what would be more helpful? I'm happy to like walk through how I create a TikTok. If you feel like that would be a helpful starting point, and then we can kind of go into the why. Do you think that would? Absolutely. Let's do that. All right. So creating a TikTok, obviously the idea first, the beauty of once you have like one TikTok do well, you're probably going to get a lot more content ideas because people are commenting with extra questions or they're commenting with what about this? What about that? And you can continue to build those. So where I'm at right now, a lot of my content comes from ideas that my audience is already giving me. So I, for the Sherry Dini account, which is like crafts for kids, like, like kid activities based around like video game characters and um, TV show characters and stuff like that. So I take that idea, I do my research, I try to find an idea for a video that is down to earth enough that is the, the materials are going to be cheap. It's going to be stuff lying around the house. It's going to be stuff that feels accessible to people that they can feel like they can do it too. Um, you know, this is not Pinterest mom level crafts. This is like 10 year old grabs, whatever's in the kitchen crafts. Um, but I start that video with talking to my target audience. So saying like, do you like Mario? And like instantly, you know, if that catches their attention. Um, then I go into the craft the entire way through I'm recording, um, bits and pieces of the important parts of making that a lot of times the, the thing, the TikTok videos, everything has to be really fast. So recording that at three times speed, um, making my cuts really, really quick. Like there is no time wasted. I am I am recording everything and then I can go in and adjust the clips so that everything is as short as possible. Um, from there, once I adjust all of the clips, I do mine in a way where I add a voice over after the fact. Um, it works really well for that type of video. And it's also helpful for me because since I have two noisy kids in the house, I can record it with as much background noise. It does not matter when I'm recording the video piece. And then I add the voiceover. There's been times where I go into my van in the garage <laughs> to record the voiceover because um, I just need five minutes where it's totally quiet. Um, so I do the voiceover. TikTok now um, has the option where it'll auto-generate captions and it's actually very accurate, which is super helpful. Um, you can sometimes add more text to your video if you feel like that would be helpful. Um, and adding music if that is relevant or like a relevant sound. Um, I will do that for those as well. Um, but all of those pieces 
they have to, I, I think like if you're coming from another platform, the biggest takeaway is that TikTok is faster than you think is watchable. Um, people will watch it over. They will pause it. I have kids that'll like, um, they're like, oh, I just saved the video and then I can just like drag through it. But like fast is okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. I've noticed in a lot of videos I watch where like something will just flash on the screen for like a split second. Um, and that's okay. That's acceptable for TikTok. So it's, it's a whole other level. The energy level has to be way higher than what you would expect. I like pitch my voice up. I like bring the energy. I make sure I'm smiling while I'm actually talking into my phone, um, while I'm doing the voiceover, like everything just has to be a notch above <laughs> where you would typically do it. Okay. So you just gave us a ton of, I know I don't so have the whole to, bunch. I took yeah. some notes so that we can do a quick recap because there is so much good information right there. But before I, I break down all of the great, amazing advice we got from Shari right then and there, we are getting some questions in the chat and feel free to keep adding your questions to the chat at the end of our conversation, we will switch to Q and A and we will go over all of your questions. So make sure you add them. I'll scroll all the way up so that we don't miss any of the questions. But Shari just mentioned a bunch of key things that you want to include in your TikTok. She told us that she started with the question, like, do you like Mario? And what she's telling us is that you want to start with a hook to grab people's attention so that they don't scroll past you. So that is really key. Then she adds a voiceover, but she also adds captions because uh, as we've seen video across all the platforms, not just TikTok, many users watch the platforms on mute because you're not always at a place where you can uh, watch your phone <laughs> with audio. So you want to make sure you add captions and overlay text so that you don't lose those those users that can't uh, listen to your video. That's great advice. And um, I think the most key important piece that Shari mentioned was that you want to make sure your video is fast paced because TikTok is much faster than all of the other platforms that we have created content for before. And you mentioned that you added music. If you could tell us why is adding music so important in TikTok? So this one's interesting and I feel like it it shifts um, even since the last time we talked where, you know, sounds and music were really, really, really important um, where I have actually been experimenting on the Adore Them Parenting account with not using sound or music because I'm talking directly to my audience. I'm sharing, you know, a little snippet or a piece of parenting advice. Um, and sometimes I felt like the music would, would take away from that or take away from that connection. Um, so if it makes sense and add something to the video, I think that's really important. And it's a discovery tool where, people can go to that sound. So one of my popular videos, it was the top video. If you clicked that sound, my video was the first one. And that then leads to a lot more viewers. Um, so as long as that makes sense, it is a really good discovery tool. It's also something where I mean, I kind of love that about TikTok. I love that I hear the same, you know, whatever sounds trending, it's it's really fun when you're scrolling through and it kind of keeps you watching the video if you like that 
sound or piece of music. So I would just make sure you're being purposeful about it. I also um, really turn the volume down so you can set the sound, the your volume, like your voiceover volume, the video volume, and the sound volume. And I often put that like 10% or less so that it's very quiet in the background, um, depending on the video, but you don't want it to overpower what you're saying. Okay, wonderful. <clears throat> so music is also now a discovery tool on Instagram, I believe. And you can find um, you know, just how like you're in the explore page and the hashtag pages, music is also important now in uh, both platforms, Instagram and TikTok. So make sure to use uh, trending music so that you can get discovered there. So those are all great tips. Now, we were also talking about how TikTok is fast paced and you want to make quick videos. So how long should our videos be? So it's really interesting where TikTok wants to know that the people watching your video are watching your whole video. So it can be a little bit easier if you only post a 15 second video, your watch time is going to have a better chance of getting to that 100% number. Um, it's also really good practice for you to, I, it's tempting, especially in the parenting advice TikTok profile. It's so tempting to just keep going and going and going, but the videos that do the best is when I pick one thing, one simple concept to be able to communicate. And then I can do more videos to build off of that. But it's a really good creative exercise to force yourself to say that was my goal um, when, when launching Sherry Dini was 15 second videos. And it forced me to get really clear on what I wanted to do. It was also a little bit easier um, content creation wise that it felt easier to create a 15 second video. Like the pressure was off. I can do that. I can throw that together. I can make that work. Um, and, but if TikTok sees that people are watching your entire video or rewatching your video, they're going to keep showing it to more people. So it's, it's a lot easier to keep people's attention for 15 seconds. Um, that being said, you know, you can experiment with that a little bit, depending on, what you're doing, you know, there's a lot of like financial advice accounts that do the longer form content, you know, a minute. Now you can do three minutes. Um, and, and that allows for that people will stick around for that. Um, but if you're getting started, I would try to just pack a punch and challenge yourself to do those really short videos, um, and see if you can make that work for you. Okay. Wonderful. So getting started with short videos is um, uh, it's a great way to challenge yourself to try to not add fluff and not leave any dead time in your videos so that you yep. can keep it fast paced. So that's wonderful. Because so, otherwise we can get stuck doing a 15 second intro, right? Like we can be like, oh, hi, I'm Sherry. And I did it. It's like, oh, TikTok's over. Like yeah. you're done. Your time's up. They scrolled past you. So <laughs> it's just a really good um, dive right into the action. I love that. It's good training. Start with 15 second videos and it, it's like a boot camp. Yeah. So uh, now that we know we want to start training ourselves, creating short form content, how often should we be posting? So especially at the beginning, another like 
challenge. See if you can just do once a day. Um, if you have a lot that you're ready to share, um, TikTok is a place where it's okay to do two, three times a day. Um, if you're feeling inspired with that, but I would say bare minimum once a day. Um, what I found, what I think really helped my growth too, was that they wanted to see that I was using the app like organically, that I wasn't a business coming in with a strategy and like whatever. So I really like things about when to post or like a lot of that strategy stuff that's in our, the back of our minds as bloggers, it was freeing to let go of a lot of that. Um, and just take on that challenge of I'm going to post one time a day. I'm going to do it as organically as possible. So, um, I was post, like, I always create my TikToks in the app. Um, now I will do them in the app and save them as a draft to post at a future date. But initially I would um, create them and post them right then and there. I was interacting with the community. I was, you know, spending a lot of time there. And I think all of that combined helped grow my account because I wasn't, you know, to the TikTok bots, I wasn't just a business coming in. I was a user, somebody that was engaging in the community. Oh, I love that. So you want to definitely use it, be a user, not just a content creator that comes in, uh, publishes and leaves. <laughs> right. Wonderful. So let's talk about why is it important to have a to niche, to have a niche in TikTok? So this, I think, was the other key to growing my following really quickly. So I don't think we even touched on that. We had, you know, that was in the, the description, but I was able to hit that 100,000 mark within three months of my first post. Um, and I think the reason I was able to do that was once I saw what was working, I adapted to that and I stayed really consistent with that. So if one of my videos got popular and new people saw that video, they would go to my profile and they would see, oh, this is what you do every day. <laughs> you, you post something like this every day. And I would get that follow because I, same kind of thing as a user, I do that all the time where I'll see a video that I like and I go to their profile and I watch like two other videos and they don't really catch me the same way. So I don't follow them. Um, so it is important to, you know, you don't necessarily want to put yourself in too small of a box, but what I've also found is that TikTok does kind of put you in a box. So once they decide that this is what you do, and this is what people like, if you try to deviate too far from that, you're not going to get the same amount of traction. Um, Interestingly enough, I was watching um, a video where they had interviewed someone that works at TikTok and they were saying that um, when your video gets posted, it gets shown to your following first. If your following likes the video, then they will show it to people that don't follow you. And they, there's like those tiers, um, which you'll see when you're posting, like you'll kind of see those tiers where you get stuck or when the video kind of seems to peter out. Um, but what's so interesting about that is since it's getting shown to your following first, you have to create content that your following is going to like. Um, so if you have a video, like on our Adore Them account, I had a video really catch on and it was about 
um, toddlers. So guess what? <laughs> My future content about toddlers does better than my other content because a lot of my following at this point is toddler parents. And that's what they appreciate. That's what they ground. That's what they interact with. So then TikTok will show it to more people. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to only talk about toddlers, right? I talk about other things and I'm kind of branching out a little bit, but um, I make sure that that's one of my pillars of content that I'm regularly sharing content applicable to parent or to toddler parents because that's the core of my audience on TikTok right now absolutely. for that account. <laughs> absolutely. And especially since we know that the TikTok algorithm is going to show our videos to our audience first and our audience decided to follow us because of the niche that we picked. Uh, then if we post something outside of that niche, they're probably not going to engage with it and it's not going to make it to the next level. And it's so, hard because we need to have an idea of what that might be going into it. But TikTok is going to help us figure out the, the whoever, the, the audience will help us figure out how to niche down even further. So like with the, the kid craft one, it started out with kind of like, just kid activities. Like it didn't have that character element, but my audience told me, Hey, if you tie this into popular characters that kids like, that's, what's going to do well. And I was like, okay, done. I can do that. That's fun. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to have an idea of what you want to create, but you might be surprised at what catches on. That's amazing. And what's interesting is that we talk about niching in TikTok and we get that feedback from our audience because right now it has such an organic reach that it'll reach more people and more people will be able to tell you, yes, we like this. But yeah. that same strategy of niching works with the other platforms, with Instagram, YouTube, and even our blog. People are going to land on your platform because they found something interesting and they're going to see if you have more of that and if they do then they're going to follow you and if you don't they might just say oh it was a one-off and we'll see you next time yep exactly so now that we're talking about that do you have any other insight in how we can um transform our viewers into followers on TikTok? yeah so you know, more of the same, right, that we were just talking about that making sure we're staying consistent, making sure that like we're posting consistently and what we're talking about is also consistent, um, that we're able to connect in a different way. And if you're listening to that feedback and your audience feels like they're being heard and, you know, you're like taking requests, essentially, you know, they're, they're more likely to kind of join that that community. Um, it, I think trying to really, oh, it's that hard balance of like, I have to be consistent, but I also have to keep it fresh. Like it can't be exactly the same thing every time you're going to get bored of me. So like, how do I keep that fresh? And I think it's giving yourself that permission to try different things and experiment it with a, with it a little bit. Um, but really I mean, it's definitely been a daily challenge to know, like, 
I have to get to a point where I can have the energy that I can bring to this. I need to have the idea. Like it's been such a good creative exercise, um, to, to put myself in that place where I have to create an upbeat, fun, engaging piece of content every single day. And I think it's been a good challenge that has then bled over into my other work. Like you kind of can prove to yourself, like, oh, I can do that actually. And it sparks more ideas. That's a creative process, right? Like if you have one thing that forces you to think in that way, then I get inspired to do other stuff too. That's really interesting that you say that. So do you find the more you uh, work in TikTok and create content for TikTok, the easier it gets to create content? Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's also a fun starting point because we have other platforms, because I have a blog, because I am currently working on a second book, because I have these other platforms that do allow for longer form content, I don't feel like trapped with the constraints of TikTok. I see it as a launch pad um, that has inspired me to create other things. So, you know, I seeing that there was interest there, I ended up creating like a whole printable activity book for kids that ended up adding almost 300 people to our email list in a really short amount of time. But that was something that I wouldn't have just gone and taken the time to create. It was something that I saw the need, I saw the interest, and it inspired me to just like buckle down and make it happen. Um, so as bloggers, you know, we don't TikTok isn't our end-all be-all. It's it's kind of a good spot for like market research and, you know, another way to lead people back to our foundation, which is our website and in our case, the email list. Absolutely. It's so funny. It doesn't matter what topic we talk about in these webinars and our meetups, we always come back to that piece of advice. You want to have your own website, your own blog and your own mailing list. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what you truly own. Right. And uh, we're using these platforms like TikTok just to um, have this, have more people discover us and send them in that direction. So I'm so glad you mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to creating TikToks. Um, Nayab had a question that is along the same lines as I do. Do you use any um, apps to create your TikToks or do you upload videos that you already uh, created and uh, edit them together on TikTok? Or do you actually just use the TikTok app? I just use the TikTok app. So TikTok is very, very strict about not like people not using other people's content. So they really restrict if you upload a video um, especially at the beginning. So you, when we were talking about tiers of like views, your profile also has like tiers of, um, how much TikTok trusts you as a creator. So when you're first starting out, their instinct is you're a spammer. So if you upload a video from your camera roll, that's a sign that like, oh yeah, look, they're just reposting stuff or, you know, they're not a real user. Um, it's something that people, once you build your following, once you build a base, like then maybe you can do those kind of things. I don't, I do everything natively in TikTok. Um, I just think there's other things that might 
you know, could be helpful, but just for the process and the, it's what TikTok wants us to do. They want us to use their app. They want us to be on their app. They want us to be creating with that. And there are a lot of great tools within that. They make it really simple to edit videos and go through the whole process within the app itself. Um, so I do not, um, and I don't really recommend doing that. Um, something else interesting that we didn't, we didn't touch on when you're first starting create, when you first start posting videos, it is normal for you to not see any views on it for about 24 hours. So, um, they actually are reviewing. If you're a new account, they're going to be reviewing your videos. Um, and there's actually tiers of review before they let your account, um, you know, grow to those upper echelons. Like I have one video that ended up with like 1.1 million views. There was a person that watched that and let it go to the next tier. They're so careful about making sure that, you know, things are appropriate, <laughs> that things are um, okay, that that's, you know, if a video is getting 1.1 million views on their platform, they want to make sure that it's something that represents them well. Um, and I think that's why TikTok has been such a good experience for the users is because they take those kind of things seriously. So I know that it's tempting to be like, I have this great video that I made for Facebook and I want to re-upload it to TikTok, but I would encourage you to just reshoot it um, and, and do it natively within the app because that's what's going to make it worth your while. That's what's going to actually catch on that's really interesting because um you think well i'm just gonna upload my instagram reel to tiktok and see how it does but since there are <laughs> real yeah and then you'll be like oh that didn't do well this isn't worth my time but <laughs> <laughs> there's people reviewing it and they're gonna see the watermark and not let it go to the next tier so that's right. really interesting and vice versa that instagram has been vocal that like they don't want TikToks on their platform. Yeah, pretty much all the platforms have said that already. <laughs> Pinterest has said, said the same thing, and I think YouTube also. Yeah. So, all right, you mentioned you had a TikTok get to 1.1 million views. Can you give us any tips on how to go viral on the platform? Oh my gosh. So the video that went viral, um, do you know the YouTuber dream? Have you heard of this? I probably, so people with kids are probably familiar. He posts like Minecraft videos. Okay. Um, so, but he doesn't show his face. He wears this mask and it is just, it's two dots for eyes and like a line across for the smile. It is the most simple thing. So I took a paper plate and I drew the two dots in the smile and I tied it to my face. And that, you know, it was a 15 second make your own dream mask video, right? Stupid, simple. I thought it was hilarious that, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look ridiculous. And that was what took off. But it was that good reminder of like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It, you know, the simplest things because parents were seeing that and were like, oh, we have paper plates at home and a marker. And kids were seeing that and like, oh, cool. I have paper plates and a marker. And it was just, there were things that led to that. The other thing that's interesting that I don't think you can necessarily do purposefully, 
if you can if you figure it out, like kudos to you. But my first one that got a lot of traction was because it was about Pokemon. And I said that one of the Pokemon was a dark type, I think, but he's a ghost type. And so, or a poison type or something. I got the type wrong of the Pokemon, you know, like in true mom fashion. But that video went crazy because all of the comments were, that's not a dark type. <laughs> and there was so much interaction correcting me that that was what then took off. Um, so those mistakes, I think it's it's very hard to purposefully make a mistake and, had not, you know, whatever. But there's that element of what's going to get people to comment. And I think that's something to kind of keep in mind. It's same as every other platform. What is going to get people to share it? What is going to get people to comment? Um, what is going to get people to interact with that video? Um, and that's tough. That's not always an easy thing. I think that's where my account was able to grow pretty quickly with almost that like, request kind of format. So a lot of my comments are people commenting which character they want me to do next or which show or which video game they want me to do next. So it, it has that built in response. Um, and even for the parenting advice account, you know, people are asking, okay, but what about this? Or what if my kid does this? And it has that, even if they're not, even if they don't have a comment for that video in particular, they want to see something else for a future video. So anything you can do to show that you're making that interactive, which you can, you can respond to comments with a video, which then also signals to your audience, they're taking requests essentially. So, you know, even if you're like cooking, you know, like it, it shows that like you're interacting with the community. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, that were all great tips. And I also feel like your, your dream video that went viral was also piggybacking off of a topic that was already popular, right? Yes. You did your take on to something that already had a following. So yes. that's great. Thank you for sharing all your insights on how your viral, uh, your TikToks went viral. So that was my last question. So now let's jump into the comments from the audience. So Autumn is asking, we talked about this a little bit. It's, it's, she's asking about niching and she's asking, do you feel like TikTok is a niche platform or can you do a lifestyle type of account with a good mix of content? I think you can absolutely start with that lifestyle sort of account and then see what seems to catch on for you. Um, something that has gotten really popular, which I'm not hundred percent sure what kind of content you create, but something I'd love to see more of. And I think is really accessible to people is a vlog style content, mini vlogs, like, you know, so that lifestyle thing is the outfit of the day kind of thing, or I'm going on a walk, like come with me. Like there's a place for that come with me kind of content that people just want to, um, enjoy a relaxing walk with you. You know, your neighborhood's boring to you, but it kind of takes people on a journey or going to the store or, you know, like whatever that is, it doesn't have to be these big complicated things. There's an account that I follow that I absolutely love because every time he shows up on my feed, it like forces me to take a deep breath and it just like, 
and all his videos are is really relaxing music and a beautiful slow motion video of nature. So it might just be like dew on the grass, but he's just like slow motion scanning his phone across or a field of flowers. So like there's so many options out there when it comes to that. But with the lifestyle element, um, again, it's kind of that challenge of how do I make a 15 second vlog? What does that even look like? And I think it can be really fun to show those pieces of your life. Um, organizational videos are huge. There are massive accounts where like they blew up because they were showing how they organized their refrigerator or, you know, like what they bought at the store, like just, there's a lot of options out there. Um, and I think, I think it's okay to start posting different things, but just be open to revisiting the things that do well for you. Um, I think that's wonderful advice because, uh, especially when you're getting started, you don't really know what your audience is really excited about what content and just trying different things. And maybe as a lifestyle blogger, there are several different things that they are excited about. And so just as you have different pillars on Instagram, you might be able to have different pillars on TikTok as well. So yeah. thank you for sharing that advice. So Autumn is also asking about the use of trending sounds and songs when you post on TikTok. How often do you search for those and use those? So it's a tough one because depending on the kind of content you're creating, it has to, a lot of the trending sounds have a trend that goes with them. So if you're going to post a video that the video itself is not a trend, then there's like that disconnect that when people hear that sound, they're going to expect a certain type of video. So sometimes I will look for sounds that like have enough views, but aren't like trending. Um, and it definitely, I don't, I'm, I'm really back and forth on that because the chances that you're going to make it to the top of a trending sound are pretty low, but if people like the sound, they're used to hearing it, are they going to stick around and watch your video? I don't know. So there's some sounds where like, you can capitalize on that trend. Like there's some sounds that are trending because they're like a dance video. Well, if you're not going to do a dance video, then like maybe that isn't necessarily going to work for you. I've seen the thing where like, as the trend starts to die off, that's when other videos are using that sound. Does that make sense? Um, so it's almost like a sign that like, once everybody's using that sound, it's already not a trend anymore. <laughs> um, but there are certain sounds where that you can apply that trend to what you're talking about. And in those situations, I say, go for it hundred um, percent. So, so it matters a little bit. So how do you, how do you recognize a, a sound or a song that is on the upward trend? You get lucky, I think. <laughs> um, there's, there's a little bit of that. I got lucky the one time where I was, um, I will also go and look at like 
the big creators. So like Bella Porch is like massive on TikTok. And there was time where like, she used a sound that I was like, oh, I think that would be fun. I could incorporate that into mine. And what I noticed was she had used the sound, but it had only had like maybe a couple hundred videos under that sound at that point. But I recognized that since she posted about it, it was about to become popular. So I was able to use that sound early and like kind of ride that wave with her. So I would, that's another one of those like kind of tuning in (laughs) to like, what are the top creators using? And if it's relevant to what I'm doing, then I can use that too. Um, I with the craft kind of thing, the other thing is everything works really cohesively and the algorithm likes to see that like, you know, back to let's do like a Fortnite example that like, I'm talking about Fortnite. My hashtags are about Fortnite. My caption is about Fortnite. The closed captioning is about Fortnite. My song is about Fortnite. Like everything. It's very clear to TikTok that like, this is a Fortnite video, show it to people that like Fortnite. And when all of that can work together, that's really helpful. It becomes a little bit more difficult, like in the parenting space or in like the lifestyle space where there's not like a song directly connected with what you're talking about, but I do still try to kind of relate it. So if we're talking about like travel tips for kids, I do pick those, the, the instrumental music that's like day at the beach or, you know, like there's, there's sounds and music for a lot of different topics. So trying to tie those into what you're talking about can be really helpful. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So Nayab has a question about uh, reposting TikToks that didn't do well with numbers. Do you have any advice with that? Um, I would give it some time. I would give it some space. And I think it's always worth like re-record, like rethinking it and redoing it. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't re-upload it. Um, if you think there's merit there, I would try to figure out like, where's the disconnect? Um, do I need to almost start in the middle of the last TikTok? Like, do I need to get to it faster? Um, or, you know, do I need to kind of rework it a little bit or try it with a different sound? But I would, would probably reshoot it. Um, but also I, I mean, me personally, if a video doesn't do well, I just kind of let it be, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) onward and upward, let's, let's try something else. Um, (laughs) because it is just gonna take some experimentation and, um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things where I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be great. (laughs) And then it doesn't get any views. And I'm like, okay, well, right. You know, I guess I don't know. Absolutely. It could also be that you're kind of like in newbie TikTok jail and they're testing you out and maybe your account is new and they're not letting your, your videos be shown to everyone. So I I know I'm in that place because when I uh, share something on TikTok, it doesn't really get that much traction, but I post it on Instagram and and Pinterest and they blow up. So I wouldn't, I would just keep trying different videos until you're able to get yourself out of TikTok newbie jail. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't repost anything or even necessarily rework anything like in those short, like in the beginning, I would, um, 
you know, it was, it was a good experiment for me because with my first account, I was getting thousands of views immediately. The very first one I posted my, I think it was my sixth video got half a million views. Like I, it was fast. Like it was really fast. So then starting the parenting one, it was kind of like, okay, like, can I, like, what's (laughs) going to happen here? Um, and it absolutely, since it was a different style, since it was something different that I wanted to talk about, um, it took longer. So it really took, I think 25 videos until, something caught on. And now I'm really building traction. It's fun to see, you know, the graph is going up, like, um, it's, it's catching on. Um, so it definitely does require some patience. And I also think, you know, from January, when I started the first account until now, there are more people on the platform. Like it's, it is different. It is harder. Um, there's more to compete with every single day. You know, we do this kind of thing and all of you guys are going to go start creating awesome content too. Like there's just going to be more competition. So being patient with that, um, and, and kind of trusting the process, um, it, it might just take a little bit. Okay. Wonderful. It's always good to check in with our patients. <laughs> so yeah. That's good, Sharon. Lisanne is asking, what are tips for sharing TikTok across other platforms? And do you have any thoughts on the YD18 blow up on TikTok? I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if you do. Oh, I don't know if I know what that is. Hold on, let me look. Um, I do not. I have not. I'm probably not. The funniest thing about TikTok is like even my husband and I, like it it looks like we're on totally different platforms. Like the videos he gets or like the sounds that are trending in my thing, like the backyardigan sound um, is every other TikTok on my For You page. And he's like, what is that? I've never even heard that before. I'm like, what in what world? This is everywhere. He's like, not for me. So I am not familiar with that blow up. But oh, okay. as far as um, sharing TikToks on other platforms, um, I don't, I, I, it, it's on TikTok and, you know, I've had things where it's like, you can remove the watermark and you could re-upload it over here or, you know, whatever. It hasn't that extra, I've decided to just focus my efforts on TikTok because that's where I'm getting engagement. That's where I'm getting views. That's where I'm building a community. I mean, I've been stuck at similar numbers on Facebook and Instagram over years and I'm already past that on TikTok. So I, that's, you know, and I played with um, posting my TikToks on Pinterest as like stories and stuff like that. But again, like it does okay, but that's not, that's not what it was intended for. The thing that I have done since um, TikTok is becoming more popular, when I have a popular video, I send it to other outlets and I say, hey, here, I had a TikTok that did really well. If you would like to write an article about it, here's the link. Um, And so like things like that, where like, I've had other websites then pick it up and be like, oh, look at this TikTok or use it in a compilation or things like that. So I've had more success using it that way than sharing it to other platforms. 
Oh, wow, that is really interesting. You're pretty much using it as your PR, yep. <laughs> a PR piece, uh, sharing it with outlets um, so that you yep. can be, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So, okay, Hillary is asking, what about the video quality on the TikTok app? It's not as good as uploading from your camera roll that you can do a 4K video. Is that true? I don't know that it's in 4K. I mean, the video quality is pretty good. Um, but what's interesting, TikTok, people prefer a level of accessibility. They do not want perfect pretty. Um, they do not want Instagram level pictures. They do, if, you know, there's, it's become trendy where like people, I forget what, there's a term for it, but people purposefully look unprofessional when they're doing their TikToks to look more relatable. So the things like when, when you're wearing those, um, you know, Apple headphones, instead of like having it there, they just like hold the headphone as like a microphone or, you know, they purposefully don't have a beautifully polished background that they're like looking um, starting a video instead of having everything lined up perfectly and then hitting play on your video, you're going to see the TikToks where they're like, oh my gosh. So, you know, that they like fly in from the screen that makes it look casual and makes it look like, oh my gosh, I needed to share this with you right now. And I'm just grabbing my phone. Like the people are purposefully making it look less polished. So uploading from your camera roll, I don't think matters. Okay. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but again, like you can play with it and, and see, and I think like if you're able to build something natively where you, you can get to the point where you can upload some things, of course, lighting matters a lot. Like things do need to be like steady and clear and in good lighting. And like, there's a level to that, but I don't think it matters as much as it matters on other platforms. Absolutely. I think uh, Instagram is, is expecting high quality videos for their reels. <laughs> yeah, but then like they smash everything down. They like, do. I mean, the Facebook quality is. I know. Bad. That's why I was very curious because it, um, TikTok, actually, if you go into the settings, yeah. it, uh, you can set I'm using HD content. Yep. And it comes up crisp yep. versus Instagram. You take these beautiful videos and then I know. it's all pixelated. So. I know. It drives me crazy. <laughs> so, okay. Our last question is by Nayab. And I think she's talking again about um, uh, how her videos didn't do well. And she thinks that it might be because she didn't use hashtags. So we didn't talk about hashtag this whole um conversation. Do, can you give us a little insight in terms of hashtags and how we should use them on TikTok? So I don't know. Um, I was just with the HD quality feature that just popped up there. So if you have an iPhone, um, I think it automatically does HD. So like my husband has an Android and had to tick the box to upload videos in HD. But with me, I was like, that's not even there. So I think it's just automatic. Um, but, um, or under your settings, there might be a thing where you can tick that off in your settings that you always want it to be HD. Um, 
So as far as hashtags, my personal rule of thumb, what I abide by is I do four hashtags only. Um, I do not use like trending hashtags. I do not use um, like FYP or for you page or things like that. I use hashtags that are really relevant to what I'm posting. So I'm using them basically as like an SEO tool that I'm trying to tell TikTok, this is what my video is about. Um, and I'm trying to pick ones, like if I pull up a hashtag and it has 4.1 billion videos, like mm, maybe I'm going to find something else. Or if I pull up a hashtag and it has a thousand videos, I'm not going to use that either. So I'm trying to find like you know, pretty wide range, but same thing you, as you do on Instagram. I might do one hashtag that has like 500 million videos and then one that has like 1 million videos um, and trying to balance that. But um, really trying to be as specific as I can with hashtags. Um, I know it's tempting to add more and more and more, but that's where I've just had to limit myself to like, I'm only going to do four. Like it might not be all encompassing, but I'm only doing four. Um, so I would recommend that. Um, I think the hard thing with those videos, if they're not doing well in the beginning, like it's, it, it might just be tough <laughs> to kind of gain some of that traction. Um, but I would really encourage you that like, okay, if the concept was good and you really stand behind that, like how, how else could I create that or revisit that, that piece of content? Okay, wonderful. Yeah, if you really like your idea and just try a different idea on how to shoot it or maybe different music, maybe editing it in a different way, telling the story because differently. You, yeah, because you should be, within 24 hours, you should be getting like at least 100 views. So if you're getting 100 views, 200 views and it kind of like stops there. That was like, TikTok showed it to hundred to 200 people and they didn't give it enough of a boost to show it to more people. So maybe they didn't watch it long enough or they didn't interact with it enough. Um, something that I've kind of seen is like a, like a 10% kind of ratio. So if my videos are getting over 10% likes. So like to, to views, um, then it tends to keep going. Um, that was the case early on. It was like 10% almost on the dot. <laughs> like if I could stay above that 10% ratio, it was just going to keep growing. I have seen lately where it seems like that threshold is higher. And what I've heard is that they're prioritizing more watch time. Um, so just making sure people are watching it or rewatching it or whatever seems to be kind of a metric they're pushing. Um, but I don't know, I don't know hundred percent, but I, I do keeping an eye on your ratios will give you a good clue because that's enough. A hundred people is enough of a sample size to see, you know, whether or not that's actually hitting home for you. Okay, great. So um, if you have about 10 likes <laughs> for your 100 views, then you should be good. 
Um, so thank you so much, Shari, for taking the time to coming here and joining with uh, joining us and sharing all of your your story and what you've learned and your journey in TikTok. We really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you have anything you're working on or upcoming that you'd like to share with us? So if you head to my website, adorethemparenting.com, we have a whole bunch of free printables. Um, I did put together like a getting started on TikTok um, quick, like one sheet kind of guide if you're interested in having that in front of you as you start creating um, our book parenting while working from home is available from, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, all that good stuff. Um, and available on our website as well. And, um, follow me on TikTok. Wonderful. There too. Thank you so much. Everyone go check out Shari on TikTok. And if you have kids, you should check out her book. And thank you all of you guys for joining us and being so engaged in the chat and asking all of those questions. Um, our next webinar is next week and we are going to be talking about content planning and really using looking our, at our insights to find out what content is working so that we can use those insights to plan our upcoming month. So if you'd like to join us, I have left the link in the chat for our upcoming calendar of events. You can check that out at thebloggerunion.eventbrite.com. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs>